Hey yo, what it do? Welcome back to the 59th Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Louis LaRocco, and tonight we're going to be discussing a little more NBA. Um, I got a nice podcast episode for tonight. Um, I want to go through single season greatest accolades, as in point guard, shooting guard, center. You get the gist. I'm going to go, uh, we'll make it a little bit longer of a podcast tonight and go uh, the best at each position, five to one. Um, and, you know, we've been seeing in the NBA recently uh, great seasons, just great seasons. As in, look at recently James Harden with his historic season, and then obviously Russell Wilson, what he did a couple years ago, I believe, in 2017. So I'm just going to look through um, some MVP seasons and what I really think could be the greatest team ever assembled um, from point guard to center. And we'll start it right off with point guards. Um, this one's a little tough uh, when you look through just the greatest seasons that we've seen in, you know, recent history. And I'll go from five to one. And, um, you know, five, I'm going to go with a guy like uh, Chris Paul. Um, and we'll go year as well. So Chris Paul, that 2007-8 year when he's with the, uh, you know, the Hornets at the time, New Orleans. I mean, the guy averaged 21 a game with four rebounds and close to 12 assists. So, um, you know, playing on that, you know, lower team of the, the Hornets coming into the, the league, you know, as a young, young kid. And, um, you know, his nickname was the Point God. But, um, you know, he was an all-star, first-team All-NBA. And he was, by the way, his defense was incredible. Uh, Second-team All-Defense. So that could be my five for uh, the Point Guard category. Moving right along, um, I know I could have had this one maybe a little higher. But, um, you know, just going off pure what last season uh the last couple seasons of just james harden and uh james harden doesn't play point guard but um you know primary you know as a ball hander he plays you know shooting but in 2016-17 he put up 30 a game with eight rebounds and 11.2 assists obviously you know they do nothing in the playoffs i sh- you know um you know he was just an all-star and first team all nba uh, people criticize him for his defense, so that's why I have him a little lower. But, uh, yeah, no problem with putting him at four. Uh, number three, how about a guy like uh, 81 Magic? Uh, 81 Magic, you know, NBA champion, finals MVP, and an all-star on the same year. You know, that's not really seen. That's some LeBron James stuff. Um, that season alone, you know, just under 20 a game. This is young Magic, by the way. But listen to these numbers. Nine rebounds and nine assists. And three steals a game. Um, obviously, like I said, they go on to win it all. They got Kareem on this team. So, I mean, this team just overall, just, I mean, you look at the amount of Hall of Famers on this team. Um, that 81-82 campaign, um, it's definitely a slight edge over the other seasons for those reasons. Um, but just magic throughout his career. I mean, he would average a career 37-minute a game. And that season alone, he averaged... Uh, 38 with 70 games played. And, uh, yeah, moving right along to um, number two now. Number two, I got a guy that uh, this could be argued number one. Easily argued number one. You look back at that 2016-17 season. The only reason why James Harden didn't win the MVP that year is because in Oklahoma City, the point guard was Russell Westbrook. It was the first ever time since... The, I believe 1969, that a player averaged a triple-double in any position. 
He put up 31.6 a game, 10 rebounds, and 10.4 assists. While winning the scoring championship, he was the MVP, and he was an all-star and first-team All-NBA. Um, incredible. Um, you know, even, you know, with the more realistic, you know, they should be a higher seed in the playoffs. Um, we look back, obviously, the Warriors were on a tear during this, and um, LeBron with the Cavs. But that is a historic season. Um, no doubt, um, second player ever to average that triple-double. And then, like I said, he won the MVP. No doubt about that. Helped Oklahoma City move on. But he's not my number one for this one reason. The only unanimous MVP of all time um, argued that it could have been Shaq. I'll get into that in a little bit. But the only, and that was in the 2015-16 campaign when Steph Curry led the Warriors to the greatest single-season record of all time. They ended up going on to go 73-9. and nine. They lost to the finals, obviously, against our friend LeBron and the Cavs in that 3-1 comeback. But I just wanted you to listen to the stats. He averaged 30 a game, 6 assists, and 5 rebounds. But like I said... He led the team to the greatest record. Um, no doubt about that. I have him at my one. And um, he was also uh, first ever unanimous MVP. First team All-NBA. Scoring champion. And uh, this is when he set in the single, uh, single record for threes that year. Just, just dominance. So moving right along. Oh, and yeah, that's going to be my one. Uh, on my greatest team ever assembled. Uh, I'm going to put a guy like uh, 2016 Steph Curry, no doubt about it. Moving right along to um, now the shooting guard position. Now this is a great topic, because shooting guard is one of the best positions or probably the greatest position in basketball to play. And I think everybody knows what's gonna be my number one. But moving right along um, at number five, how about a guy like the 2000, I mean, you know, I could just say the late 2000s Kobe. As in that stretch from 7 to around 10. Uh, really particularly that 7-8 season. But, um, you know, he was an all-star. He won the MVP, uh, which was his first in a while. Um, All-defensive first team. <laughs> an all-NBA first team. Um, and this is a guy that's averaging just under 30 a game. Six rebounds, five assists at the shooting guard position. Um, you look in his later years. Obviously, he wins back-to-back -back with Pal Gasol and Phil Jackson. Um, but that 2007-8 season, uh, really taken over, you know, this is, you know, this is, you know, just right around, um, you know, Allen Iverson leaving and, um, him also, you know, like leaving his prime and Kobe still in that mist of the end of his prime. Um, you know, this is no Shaq coming around either, you know, Kobe with no Shaq and, um, I mean, just, just another phenomenal year throughout those late 2000s. And I, that's why he's going to be my number five. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Uh, moving right along to number four. Um, I got I got a guy like 91-92 Drexler. Definitely Clyde, uh, Clyde Slide Drexler. Uh, gliding, of course. Um, this, you know, he leads his team to uh, the postseason and uh, the finals where he ends up losing to Jordan. Jordan demolishes him because, you know, he's... The assassin Michael Jordan, but just just want you to listen to the numbers with Clyde this year. Um, Twenty five a game, 
just under seven rebounds and just under seven assists. Um, he was an all-star and he's a first team all NBA player. And like I said, leading his um, you know, his Blazers to the finals. And it was a it was a solid season. I mean, he was fifty-six percent shooting um from the line. Um, you know, from around the arc. So um I'm fine with putting him around four. And, you know, only Larry Bird, LeBron, and Jordan has put in these type of numbers since uh, you know, the the like the ninety one. So for that he's gonna be my number four all time season for shooting guards. Moving right along to number three, T Mac in uh two thousand three. Uh, T-Mac was on the Magic at this time. Uh, this is prime McGrady. I mean, we all know the plays when he was with the Rockets and scoring all you know eleven points in a couple seconds. And but I mean, I just want you to listen to this 2003 uh, statistics. He was uh, 32 a game. He was 6.5 rebounds and 5.5 assists while while getting two steals and a block at a shooting guard position. Um, T-Mac, you know. Hall of Fame. Um, he was the scoring uh, champion that year, All Star, obviously, and first team All NBA. Um, you know, we looked through the Magic throughout that year. Obviously, nothing really happened. Um, you know, this is still prime Kobe, Shaq years. And then, obviously, if we remember, they have the um, um, the Mavericks who come alive and San Antonio. But still, no doubt about it, number three all time. Could it even be argued number two? But um, I'll, I'll keep him at three. Number two, how about a guy like, um, I'm going to use a span right here of 2006 to 2009 D-Wade. I mean, I could even say, two, you know, 2006 to 2013 D-Wade. Um, no doubt about it, first first bout Hall of Famer, just retired the past season. But uh, in particular, I could use this 2008 season. Um, the guy was an all-star, defensive team second. You know, second team all defensive, uh, but he was all NBA first team, scoring champion. Guy put up 30.2 points a game, you know, 30 a game, uh, with five rebounds and, you know, just under eight assists. Um, no doubt about it, D. Wade is the first ballot Hall of Famer, um, putting up solid numbers. Um, you know, this is prime Chris Paul as well when they had these great battles throughout. Um, but no doubt about it. Um, Big D Wade guy, love what he did for the Heat. Remember, you know they they had throughout that 2006 season, bringing it back a couple years. Um, it was D Wade, Shaq. You had GP on that team. You had Alonzo Mourning on that team. A good friend of Shaquille O'Neal, like he said in his um in his Hall of Fame enrichment speech. Back to it, D-Wade. He's going to be my number two on the all-time shooting guard list. Moving right along to number one, um, MJ. Like I had on my podcast last night, the GOAT, greatest of all time. No doubt about that at all. You look through Jordan's stats, um, if you want to talk you know, season by season, you could easily say the greatest shooting guard season was his 88-89, coming off an injury. Remember from the previous year, but this year alone, put up 32.5 a game, eight rebounds and eight assists, while averaging three steals. Um, this is prime time. Pistons, that bad boy, they they beat him up. We all know the story with um them trying, and then you know Pippen has the migraine in the later year, and they lose in Game Seven. The only time he would ever lose in a Game Seven, 
Uh, he would never go to a Game 7 in the Finals. But back to it. That 87 year, uh, excuse me, 88-89 year, he was an all-star, all-defensive first team, all-NBA first team, and the scoring champion. But the one that I really want to focus on is the greatest was his 95-96 season. Now, this is the greatest team ever assembled, as in team alone. Jerry Krause is our GM, Phil Jackson is the coach, and you got Scotty, you got Dennis Rodman, you have Scotty Pippen, Ron Harper, Steve Kerr, Luke Longley, um, Ku Coach. I mean, enough said right there. Like I, you know, I was discussing that a little bit last night. But that '95 season, he averages 30 a game. The Bulls go 72 and 0. Jordan wins the MVP. He wins the Finals MVP. And like I said, he's a Hall of Famer. So uh, for that, he's that is the greatest shooting guard season. Is that '95 '96? Um, that leads us into, um, the next one, which is, a uh, small forward, you know, the SF, um, position, no doubt about it. We could start this one off strong. There's so many great small forwards throughout the game and, um, including guys like Scottie Pippen. And, um, for that, I'm going to put Pippen at five, uh, Pippen 91, 92, um, you know, all-star, NBA champion, all-defensive first team, all-NBA second team. At a small forward, he averages 21 a game, seven, just about eight rebounds, and seven assists. Seven assists for a small forward. Um, you know, he is the Robin to the Batman in Jordan. Um, the best two guard, um, the best three guard, but two backup to the GOAT. And, um... Yeah, definitely a stellar season. You know, his regular season TPA was 404. And he, he filled every role. Um, it was a great small forward year for Pippen. And he bounced around, obviously, from power forward uh, back and forth to small forward. But, uh, yeah, no doubt about it. Number five. Num uh, moving right along. Uh, number four. I'm going to go like Rick Barry. Now, no one, you know, not many guys talk about Rick Barry. Obviously, we know him for his famous shot underhand that he does um, in the finals and then throughout his career at the foul line. But I just want to talk about the 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 74-75 Barry stats a little bit. Averages 30 a game, five rebounds, and six assists with three steals per game, by the way. Um, he's an all-star. He's an NBA champion. He's a finals MVP. And then uh, he was also... Uh, all NBA first team, but I mean, you just look at Rick Barry. That you know that season, um, it was it was stellar. It was legendary. It was historic for the time period. Um, we're talking you know mid seventies for a guy on Golden State. I mean, this is way post Wilt uh, for Golden State, and this is way pre our friend Steph Curry. Um, but this is what he did, and that was the the heart and soul of the seventies Golden State Warriors. And uh, it, it just proves that small forward position can average the 30, the 35, and 6 a game. Moving right along to uh, number 3 on my all-time list is, uh, you know, I had this one debated with, you know, you could go, you know, honorable mentions with KD, you know, because I have Kevin Durant, that historic season on my honorable mentions. That was an incredible year. But, um... I'd say that would be six, but my number three would be Dr. J, Julius Serving, Philadelphia 76ers, 1982, 
talking about a guy that put up 24, 7, and 4. Um, I mean, I put him really in this because it's I'm talking all time, and um, he's definitely, I'd say, the third best um, small forward in the history of the game. Uh, just for what he did for the um, the 76ers throughout the 80s. Um, you know, talking about a guy like Julius Erving, we obviously know him for his, you know, dunking. But the guy was six foot seven. Um, you know, Dr. J played from you know 1971 to 87. Every season um, was with Philly throughout um, the late 70s. You know, he you know in his earlier years playing on um, you know the Virginia you know the Virginia Squires, which was abandoned in um, and I believe it was 73. But just talking through his game, um, the guy was a you know career twenty five a game score, played until thirty six, and you know, he was just a all around type of guy. So uh, no doubt about it, I got him at my three spot, Doctor J, <clears throat> and that moves me right along to number two on my list. This was a uh, this was an easy one. This is a very simple one. Uh, Larry Bird, um, Larry Bird, eighty five, eighty six. And I can even say 86, 87. But Larry Bird, um, you know, th this was dominance. Uh, 20, 26 a game, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists. He's an all-star NBA champion, finals MVP, regular season MVP, and all-NBA first team. This is arguably the greatest small forward season of all time, especially because of how good that Celtic team was. Um, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale. Um Larry Bird. So that alone, you know, number 33, the guy's six foot nine shooting. You know, the guy's an A plus shooter from behind the arc. And uh, it, it was historic. We didn't see something like that till LeBron did it, um, you know, in the in the later 2000s. But um, Larry Bird is my two guard for that reason. And like I said, winning the regular season MVP and the finals MVP. Um, isn't seen all the time. Um, hasn't been seen in a while, actually. And um, that's where I lead right into where one of the last times we did see it was the greatest, in my opinion, small forward season of all time, 2012-2013 LeBron James. He was a back-to-back -back finals champion. He was a back-to-back -back NBA NBA MVP. He was a back-to-back -back finals MVP. Uh, Braun is in the category of the GOAT. I will do an episode on that in the future of the greatest basketball player of all time. And I'll probably do I'll probably do 10 to 1. Um, but I, you know, like I said, that 2012 was historic with the Heat. He teamed up with Bosch and D Wade, his good friend, and put on a show. Um, but another season of LeBron that I want to talk about that was historic was this 2008-2009 with the Cavs. One of his last couple years with the Cavs. Um, you know, this year he was, you know, all-NBA first team, all-star, all-defensive first team, and he won the MVP. Averaged 29, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Um, this was this was great. Um, this, this, was, this was similar to a... Uh, to, to an 89 season that Jordan had. It was a great scoring phenomenon that he had that year. And, um, 
didn't uh it was the year before that he dragged that cavalier team to the finals and then the next year he ends up winning the mvp no doubt about it lebron in that goat conversation and that why and that is why his career more specifically his 2013 season with the heat is the greatest shoot uh small forward uh, season of all time and that uh leads me on to the four position the power forward and power forward along with shooting guard is one of the most important positions as in dominance on the offensive and defensive side. This is a very tough one because there are so many great seasons that I could talk about. And there's definitely, I think, a huge debate for number one. Um, number five, I'm going to say a guy like two early 2000s, Dirk Nowitzki. Um you know, he leads his team to the finals. I believe 2004, just to lose to um, I think it was the uh, the Spurs. I'll have to check, but um, they you know they end up going on, and we're talking about Dirk, who averages 26, nine rebounds, and three assists. Obviously, assists wasn't his thing, but um, he was an All Star. He was All NBA first team. Uh, like I said, wasn't the greatest, but Dirk overall as a as a player is going to be on the list because you you know people will say that Dirk, uh, you know his championship matters more than KD's too, and because of that team, you know like a, a J kid, Dirk, you know it was. Uh, we're also talking about a team that Dirk took to the finals and won. They beat Kobe. They beat they beat LeBron in the finals. And I think they, yeah, they beat a, uh, they beat a stacked up Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrooks. Sorry, I think it just broke up, sir. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, Dirk, 2005, 2006 was a good season. Moving right along to number four. Uh, now we start talking a little more, uh, impact for the league. Um, Carl Malone. I could talk from about his 1995 season, uh, but I could talk about his 98 season as well. His 97 was um, was pretty good. We could talk about his 97, but uh, Carl Malone um, has been to three NBA champion uh, championships and three NBA finals. Has has none though, of course. Uh, lo- lost to Jordan back to back 97, 98, and then. Loses when he's on in his last season with the uh, Lakers. He loses his uh, he loses to the Spurs. No, excuse me. He loses to the Pistons. He loses to the Pistons, and that was his last season when he loses to the Pistons and uh, Rasheed Wallace, Ben uh, went Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups. But I just want to look through his uh, and read off the stats for you for him. Played in Utah's uh, uh, seventeen career. Uh, 17 years, and um, like I said, his his big one that stands out is uh, his 96-7. By the way, he played five straight seasons without missing a game, and overall, he played three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten seasons without missing a game. And he played the, the incredible. The guy had, the guy averaged 
80 games a year for his whole career. That's obviously why he's on the the uh, number two spot in all-time leading scoring. And only 18 years. Back to his 96 season, 27 game, MVP, you know, 550 percentage, 82 games, historic power forward season. And then obviously dragging him and uh, Stockton, that uh, Utah Jazz team to the final finals. And uh, that could be my, uh, that's going to be my, my four. Moving right along to number three. How about a guy like Charles Barkley? Now, Charles, you know, he doesn't have that ring. But this is statistically, and this is obviously why he's not number one, but statistically, his, you know, going into the 90 season, 89-90, with the Sixers, was great. Average 25, 12 rebounds, and 4 assists. Um, it was... It was historic for the fact that at the time, you know, he had a league high 65% true shooting percentage. And he did that for four consecutive seasons. You know, only guys like Curry, Durant, Kevin McHale have topped that, you know, once a piece. So that was historic for its own reasons. No doubt about it. Charles Barkley, his whole career is uh, incredible. But I like that 90 season. Couldn't do anything with the Sixers, but we'll take it for what it is. Moving right along to number two. Now, this is where it gets tricky. It gets really tricky, actually. But um, once I break it down, you'll understand why. Um, Kevin Garnett, 2003-2004. Remember going into the next NBA 2K. He was 100 overall, which is very rare. Only him, Shaq, I believe Baron has done it. That's about it. He was an all-star, he was an all-defensive first team, he was an all-NBA first team, and he won the MVP. Played for Minnesota, he averaged 25, 14 rebounds, and 5 assists. Now, we look at it and we say, I mean, this is a little off topic, but we look at it and we're like, oh, you know, 14 rebounds, well, we look at Dennis Rodman, everybody. Dennis Rodman, season after season, averaged 25 rebounds a game. That's why he's the greatest rebounder of all time. But anyway, back to uh, this historic season with Ken, uh, KG. I mean, this is where he proves himself to be the you know big ticket. We obviously remember him getting his rings later when he goes to um, Boston. Teams up with that big three, Paul Pierce, Rondo, Rayon. But this was his historic year, 2004 Minnesota. And the 25-14 really says it for um, the power forward position. And like I said, um, you know, he had every MVP vote but three, which makes him one of the top voted MVPs of all time. Only behind, I believe, Jordan, Curry, LeBron, Shaquille, O'Neal, which I'll get into in a little bit. But um, he's going to be my number two. And, uh, you know, going into the Hall of Fame this year as well. And going into the Hall of Fame with him, my number one, and I think the greatest... Single season power forward year is that 2002-2003 Tim Duncan. I mean, the guy was NBA champion with that Spurs team. Him and you know David Robinson, Twin Towers. But he was the NBA champion. He won the Finals MVP. He won the regular season's MVP. All-star, all-defensive first team, and he was an all-NBA first team. 
The guy averaged 24 a game with 13 rebounds and 4 assists. This is prime Duncan. This is a first ballot Hall of Famer we're talking about. He played 82 games, which is another feat of itself. Um, he led the Spurs to you know a 58-win record. And um, we obviously all know what he did with that MVP trophy um, picture coming in with those sandals. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up a picture. Um, you know, he goes back to win, you know, the back-to-back uh, -back MVPs, I believe. But um, it, it just showed, it just showed the dominance. And um, the guy had a postseason TPA, which was the greatest of <laughs> 226. The, the only thing close to that was that 2016 LeBron when he had 203. Um, no doubt about it, he is on the greatest team ever assembled. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer going in this year with Big Ticket and Kobe. Um, that is the greatest power forward um, season of all time, and it's very hard to argue that. Kevin Garnett makes a good case, but he doesn't win the finals. That's, you know, you play to win. Moving right along to the center position. This is a very, very good one that I have a lot of Hall of Famers and a lot of great seasons on. I just want to say before I even start this, um, the most dominant player in basketball history is argued Wilt Chamberlain or Shaq. Wilt playing in the 60s and Shaq playing in the early thousands both different eras both different styles of play Shaq will dunk on you where Wilt will use his lengthy built and just stand over you um, and that's where this might you know differ the um, people's opinions on the list but uh, number five I got a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar now, Kareem, you could you could do many, many different seasons. And uh, especially his um, especially his, you know, 76-77 season when he was, you know, let me just go through this for a second. MVP, all defensive, second team at center, and then first team all NBA, where he averaged 27, 13, and uh, four. But uh, I don't want I don't want to use that year. You look at his best seasons, and it's with Milwaukee, and it's it's during 71-72. Now, obviously, we remember 71-72 of uh, Wilt leading him and Jerry West leading the Lakers to the finals where they win, and Wilt wins the NBA Finals MVP. But a 24-year-old um, third-year rookie of Kareem took the, took the world by storm where he averaged 35 a game. And um, and 14 rebounds, playing 81 games. By the way, averaging 44 minutes out of 48. So that's uh, that's historic right there for itself, and that's why he's my five. Um, moving right along to my number four is um, is a guy like Bill Russell. Now, Bill Russell is arguably the greatest player of all time, as in what he did on the court with winning. Um, he is also considered possibly the greatest center of all time just for what he did for winning. Hall of Famer, 12-time All-Star, 11-time NBA champion, 
This guy won eight championships in a row between the years 59 and 66. He won every single NBA championship. By the way, Bill Russell's a five-time MVP. Four-time rebounding champ. This is playing with Wilt Chamberlain. He's an all-star game MVP. All-defensive player. Um, I could use his whole career, but his big one that stands out really is um, his championship run. Um, that 61-62 season. You know, 19 a game. 23 rebounds a game. I mean, that wasn't even his career high. His career high was in 63 when he still hunt his winning rampage. He averaged 24.7. Um, you know, he's a career-wise 77, 78 games a year player. Um, he's my four. There, there's no comparison. He's he's the greatest center of all time. Um, I know you want to say Shaq for dominance, but the guy's a winner. I need a winner on my team. He'll be four. Number three, um, this. Uh, how about a guy like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, season-wise, um, David Robinson. Now, David Robinson, throughout that 93-94 season, I remember Robin's on the team getting the rebounds. Um, remember, this is also prime Hakeem Olajuwon. Now, I had Hakeem on my, um, on, on my, uh, Honorable mentions along with Moses Malone. I had Moses Malone 86 on there, and I had Hakeem 93. I just want to talk about Hakeem 93 before I get into Dave Robinson. But Hakeem 93, just I don't, I don't want to miss him out. Hakeem 93, All-Star, NBA champion, Finals MVP, regular season MVP, All-Defensive first team, All-NBA first team. 28 a game, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. Enough said with that. Um... I probably did mess up with not putting him in the the top five. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna switch this up actually as I look through this. Um, I'm gonna put him up at five, and I'll switch everyone down a spot. I'll put him at five, Kareem at four, and I'll put um I'll put Bill Russell at three for the seasons. I'm gonna drop David Robinson down. Um, David Robinson, I do want to talk about him a little bit. I do apologize for the. Uh, for the mishap, but David Robinson, which I had on the list, was his 93 season, was, you know, a 30 a game, 11 rebound, and 5 assists, which statistically showed better than the Hakeem, that, you know, that overall season, the guy's also undefeated in the finals, 2-0, and but um, it wasn't the MVP winning season, and Hakeem, I'm going to have to switch that up. Moving right along to number two, now this is a huge debate, but I think it's very simple for me. 1999 into 2000, Shaquille O'Neal is considered the most dominant player of all time. We never saw a Shaq play like that again. We saw similar with, you know, 27, 28 a game. But this Shaq averaged 30 a game, 14 rebounds, and 4 assists. He was the only player that came close to the unanimous MVP, besides, obviously, in recent memory, the... Uh, LeBron almost doing it in 2012, and then obviously Steph Curry doing it. But it was 99.8%. There was two votes giving, uh, given to Allen Iverson. And Allen Iverson didn't even have um, any stats close to this. Now, Allen Iverson had four, four eight assists that year, where Shaq had four assists himself at center. So that, that's a bogus call. 
Um, should have been the first of unanimous, but back to Shaq. He was an all-star. He was all-NBA first team. He was all-defensive second team. He won the NBA championship. He won the finals MVP, and he won the regular season MVP. Um, dominance is something that isn't said enough. Uh, this is his first season where he goes into win the three-peat as in he goes 2000, um, one and, and two. 2003, obviously, we know that the Spurs did it. And then four, they get back there, him and Kobe. Kobe's in his real prime there. Um, and then they they lose to that Detroit Piston team that ends up going there back-to-back. But um, Shaquille O'Neal, 2000 season, greatest of all time, as in dominance. Or in this case, the second greatest, as in this is modern day we're talking. We cannot miss out and overshadow and overlook. I'm sorry, but the 1961-62 Wilt Chamberlain season. <laughs> I just want to read this to you. Wilt Chamberlain... At the time, he's on Philadelphia, and it's Philadelphia Warriors at the time. Um, later, he would go on to the San Francisco Warriors, which is now Golden State. And then we know him going on to play with the Lakers, Philadelphia 76ers. Obviously winning his championships much later in his career with the Lakers and Jerry West in the early 70s. But this early 60s Wilt, I just want to read you the 62 stats. Wilt Chamberlain averaged... 50 points a game. Yes, 50 points. Um, he, he averaged 50 points. Now listen to this one. 25 rebounds he averaged. He averaged... The, you know, this is the stat that really gets me. He averaged 48 minutes a game, which is a full game. There was four quarters, 12 apiece. And he averaged 80 games. At the time, there was only 80 games in the season. So we're talking about a guy... Wilt the Stilt that played every second of every game, he averaged 50 points a game, 25 rebounds. Now listen to this, he doesn't even win the MVP. Now this is also prime Bill Russell. Bill Russell is one of the only players to do it, I believe. Uh, actually, the only one to ever do it. He's the one and only uh, Bill Russell. He wins three NBA championships in a row and three NBA MVPs in a row. It was between 60 and 63 when Bill Russell did it. But that just shows the dominance of that day that is overshadowed. Will Chamberlain, is, that was his year that he scored 100 points with Philly. 50 points a game, 25 rebounds, and every second of every game he played. Um, there is no debating that that is the greatest season ever even played in basketball history. Um, is that 62 season with Philadelphia. It was the last season Philadelphia had with the Warriors, and they ended up moving to San Francisco. Um, it's incredible. I, there's there's just nothing to explain about it, uh, especially averaging that 48 a game. Um, and there you have it. That is the that is the greatest center season. Um, um, he doesn't win his championships till later in the 70s, like I mentioned. By that time, he's only averaging you know 15 a game. Still putting up those 20 rebounds. I mean, he's a, he's a career-wise 23 rebounds a game. Career. So, um, and also career-wise 30 a game. Not, of course, that Jordan 30.3 a game, which doesn't make him the GOAT in that category, but um, 62 will greatest center. I'm just going to read through this so I have it on the uh, in the writing. Greatest NBA team ever assembled. At my point, I got 2016 Steph Curry, 
first ever unanimous MVP, greatest regular season team of all time. And my two guard, I got a 95-96 Jordan, 72-10 Bulls, average 30 a game, uh, MVP and finals MVP. Shooting guard, I got 2012-2013 LBJ. Uh, LeBron was a back-to-back finals champ, back-to-back NBA MVP, uh, back-to-back finals MVP. Another guy averaging 27, you know. Uh, power forward, I got 2002-2003 t- uh, Timmy Duncan. Like I said, back-to-back on the MVPs. He was an NBA champion. He was, the MB- uh, he was in the uh, finals MVP. Uh, Tim Duncan's going into the Hall of Fame this year. Now, by the way, that year in 2002-2003, um, he averaged that season 23 a game with 13 rebounds. Enough said right there for the power forward. And center, it could have been that 2000 Shaq um, putting up his 30 a game, but it's the it's the 62 Wilt, the still 50 a game, 25 rebounds, playing every single second, not even winning the the MVP. Bill Russell did, but um, there you have it. That is the greatest team ever assembled, in my opinion. Um, thanks for tuning in to that uh, to that NBA talk. Uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow night for our daily podcast. As we bring in more special guests, thanks for tuning in. Catch you on the cast.